So within six months, using some of the, you know, education and wisdom that you had, plus some of the stuff that I've kind of taught myself, I was able to make a half a million bucks in six months from just flipping land. That's all I did. That is wild. Half a million dollars plus a house. Plus a house. Yeah. That is worth, I'm really sad I ring the victory bell on the $30,000 <laughs> one. That's incredible, $30,000. But a half million dollars on one deal, how long did it take you? About six months total. Six months. Okay. Not too bad. About a hundred grand a month, I guess. Almost. You know, you're doing okay. But all right, yeah. for the listener that's got ear pods in, I'm about to ring this victory bell like I've never ringed. Uh oh. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's going on, Chris Meeks? I've been waiting forever to get you on a podcast. You're like a hard man to pin down. What's going on? Where are you at in life? Just really excited to talk to you. Yeah, man. First of all, thank you so much. You're an inspiration to me for many years. You're a great guy, and I'm glad we were able to finally get together and do this. So, yeah. Where should I start? Oh, <laughs> There's man. so much going on right now, man. You do have a lot going on. I've been following you on Facebook, and I'm one of those guys, like, I have a firm belief. I don't ever let myself scroll. But when Chris Meeks pops up, I always want to see what you're up to because and you're doing a lot of great things in the community. Let's just start back, you know, a couple of years ago, we met on Facebook somehow or another. We were Facebook friends. We went and met at a restaurant like you were doing all kinds of great things at that time. So yeah. I guess like, you know, let's go back. Like why real estate, family life? What does that look like? Just share it with us. Yeah, no, absolutely. So as you know, I own a company called Hope Homes. And you know, the premise of the company started off with flipping, with flipping houses. And you know, I didn't know much. I actually self-educated myself. I watched YouTube videos. I read a lot of books. I picked people's brains like gears and said, okay, you know, how do I do this correctly? And I flipped my first house. It was a family that their house was going in foreclosure. They had two kids. And I was able to acquire the house. I had to figure out how to get funding for it. And so I, you know, was able to figure that out. And there's kind of a funny story with that. So I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go back to that. But I got funding and I was able to get their house so they didn't have a foreclosure. And I actually gave them 20 grand to move on with their life, get a place. I mean, they had two innocent, precious children, right? And so in 90 days, I made 79,000 bucks on my first flip. And I gave 20,000 to this couple with their kids, this family. And that's kind of where Hope Homes kind of started. It was like, man, you know, for every house I flip, if I could give a minimum of 10% right. back to the community, then that would be amazing. So like a right? tithe, and, basically, you looked at every yeah. property as a tithe when you made a profit 10%. Right. Yeah. And so the last four years, I've done that. Every single property, every single deal I've done, I've given back to the community in some capacity. And I've been blessed. Like people are like, dude, you just gave away you know, $100,000 over the last three or four years. And you know, you could have used that for anything but the blessings and it just keeps coming back. They just keep. And so, you know, it's amazing and I'm not going to quit doing that. So what a testament. I did not know that part. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Keep going. I want to keep hearing more. So 79,000 on the first deal, self-educated and gave 20,000 back to the family to help them out, to give them a, a fresh start. Yeah. I will say that it hasn't been an, an easy road. Let me fast forward real quick and then I'll go back to that. Okay. So after my first flip, the hardest part for me was getting the money. So here's a guy 
who had zero money. And what did you do before that first flip? You know, what were you up to? Like, were you working? Like, what did family okay. life look like? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I was incarcerated. So back in 2013, I caught a, an assault case. So I took it to trial. I had a public defender. You know, prior to that, I had no criminal record. I really thought that it was going to be something that could be beat, right? Yeah. There was a lot of mitigating circumstances. And so took it to trial and I lost. And so the judge says, hey, man, listen, you know, because of the way Colorado law is, I have to give you a minimum of five to 16 years in prison. Oh, and I'm just like, my heart just dropped, right? And I'm just like, I've had some speeding tickets. And so the judge said, listen, I'm going to give you the very minimum, but it's still five years. And so off I went. And here I am, a guy with, you know, with a house and with a son and just trying to, you know, just be a normal, regular human being. And, um, and off I went to prison. Holy and cow, so man. That's like hitting me hard. Like I'm getting goosebumps. I had no clue on that day, the first time or all the times we did one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like you literally helped me build the Land Sharks course by one-on-one -on -one yeah. coaching you. Yeah. I didn't know any of this. This is amazing. Like, well, not amazing. You had to go through that, but like, it's like a, like a revelation for me. So keep going five years. In I'm just going to tell a quick joke now. That's why you're so buff, right? You were in prison just no, working yeah. out every day. I just eat a lot of food, man. That's all. <laughs> I just <laughs> love food. Yeah. But uh, so I'm gonna be honest with you, Brent, I, I haven't shared my story. You're the first platform or the first person that I've actually shared my story with. I would say the majority of people, unless you're on my social media or knew me in 2013 or 2014, you know, didn't know this story. And I've been on the fence. I'll be honest. I've been on the fence about talking about it. There's a lot of ignorance in this world. I was one person who was ignorant prior to this situation. There's a lot of judgmental people. And so it's for me, it was scary, right? It's like if I tell people about my past, I could jeopardize my business or what I'm working so hard to do. But at the same time, I feel like it's an inspirational story of where I'm at now. Dang right it is. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll, so I'll jump back in. So I went to prison and I'll be honest, my very first day, I dropped the soap. It's so funny, but that soap, there's no string on it. There's like, I swear there's like a layer of baby oil. Like nobody can hold it when water touches it. Yeah, I was in the shower with six dudes. I dropped the soap and I was pretty scared, man. I was like, well, this is it. They all turned around. And looked at me and there's the soap on the floor and <laughs> then they did something weird is they all turned back around and kept showering thank god yeah nothing happened you know i was lucky i felt very happy about that for a second i was a little like why didn't like was i not good enough <laughs> i mean have you heard the story i forget the person's name in the bible but he's in the lion's den and they didn't touch him so yeah. you were there in the lion's den right there yeah i was there man and nobody touched me god and i was a little put off so I picked the soap up again and I threw it back down. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't do the second part, but I'll tell you this. My thoughts of what prison was like was completely molded by social media and by movies. I would say about 90%, 85 to 90% of the individuals inside, the guys inside are good people, like great people. They have their own journey and testament of what happened, whether they were in a car with someone and the driver shot at someone and they're doing life or this one guy had a couple beers at a wedding and drove with his brother. Something jumped in front of the road. They veered off. He rolled his truck, killed his brother, and he got multiple years in prison. A great guy. And so he's going to get out and have the hardest time finding housing and have the hardest time finding a job because that's what I went through. And, and anyone with a felony has that stigma. So, you know, it was a blessing for me to actually have to go through that because I'm now in criminal justice reform and I'm trying to help. And I see all these amazing human beings that have, you know, all this judgment from society. So yeah, um, so freaking so judging. You never know someone's story. Like, you know, you're going to look at the splinter in someone else's eye 
and you, you need to focus on yourself, the log in your own eye, like just like that car accident where he killed his brother. Like, I'm sure that that's never going to go away from the thoughts of that brother's mind that they survived. That's his own prison right there. Absolutely. So stop man. freaking judging. You never know the story. Yeah. If you've ever driven and had a couple drinks or a couple beers with friends and you got an accident and it wasn't even your fault. You could go to prison. I mean, it or, could happen to anyone. Or how many people that have driven and drink, like this is not a show about drinking and driving. Right. We don't promote that, but right. how many people have driven once with a drink and gotten away with it multiple right. times? And they're probably yeah. still judging that person, you know? Exactly. So stop yeah. judging. Yeah. To fast forward, I took as many college classes as I could. I became a GED tutor for the guys inside and I helped those guys get their GED. And I did about two and a half years inside. And then I went to a halfway house. I did about a year in the halfway house. And then I did another year on parole. And so I was officially off paper in 2019 after going through that cycle of you know being incarcerated. I'll tell you, it's difficult. I went to a billion apartment complexes to get housing. Nobody would let me live there. I had three job interviews. They hired me on the spot. And once they pulled my background throughout the process before I was supposed to start, they called me and let me go. Mm. They said, listen, we loved you, but you have a record and so we can't do it. So on my fourth attempt, I was very transparent with the company. They were on the fence, but they hired me and we still have a great relationship. I worked there for quite some time before I ended up starting Hope Homes. But yeah, man, it's a challenge. That's incredible. So, what a story. I'm sure like you broke it down in a quick nutshell. I'm sure there was so, so, so much more, but wow, life lessons and you know, you were serving time, but also still you've got the heart of a servant. You're giving, you know, you're teaching, you're educating while going through, as I could imagine, one of the worst things ever, like missing your son for two and a half years. It's by far the hardest. I think the hardest part is when you have kids is not being able to be there for your kids, especially at an age where he was, where he, I felt like he really needed his father. Dang uh, right. It was very depressing. It was sad. It was emotional. So yeah, that was by far the hardest for me. And I think it was very impacting for me prior to that. Just, you know, I was in foster care. I never had a father. When I went back with my mom after foster care, we were dirt poor, man. It was just me and her. And she died while I was incarcerated. So we were best friends. She depended on me throughout my whole life. And she passed away, you know, before I was able to be free. And so, but that's molded everything that I went through, molded Hope Holmes and molded who I am for criminal justice reform. So, yeah. You know, my mom would be happy where I'm at right now. And, you know, I still regret some of the things that I went through because I felt like I let her down. But I'm trying, man, every day I'm trying no, to make I, her happy. I absolutely agree. She'd be very proud. Let's move forward. What's yeah. things look like now? Uh, you flipped that first house, yep. made an amazing profit, and you just kept yep. moving forward. I kept moving, man. And so after that first one, the hard money lender I used, I'll tell you, it was hard for me because I had nothing getting out. And all the hard money lenders except for him denied me. They said no. But he gave me a chance and they ended up funding the majority of my properties from there. And so I just kept chugging and plugging, man. And I kept doing more and more and giving back, Make-A-Wish Foundation and pro football camps, kids that want to go to summer camp and camp, Hope Homes would sponsor them. And then at some point I, I was doing well, but you know, contractors and finding properties and everything in Colorado was difficult. It was a job in itself, in a sense. And that's when you kind of said, hey, man, you know, if you wanted to diverse, you should look into land. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. And, you know, I got to say, and I, and I probably haven't told you this, but you did a really good job on your program or your classes. I don't know how long it took you to do it, but you put a lot of time and effort into it. And the fact that you were so available when I got stuck on things, it's much appreciated because you didn't have to be that person or you could have been like, I got your money or whatever. 
you know, da da da. And I think I told you, but my first deal, I made 30 grand, right? I, I bought, yeah, man, it, it was just insane. Well, hold on. Actually, you know what? I didn't realize it was your first deal. That's incredible. First, Let, let's celebrate that win. And if I haven't sent you a victory bell yet, you're getting no one bell. as soon as we hang up here. Yes. yes. I probably should have warned the listener. Anybody wearing headphones probably just lost one, a couple of eardrums. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. So I'm making, um, I get the guy who bought the land, got 10 acres of beautiful land in Colorado for him and his family. We've actually became friends. He's going to be building a beautiful house on there with amazing views. And he's paying me 500 bucks a month for the next seven years. So um, your first one was a passive income deal? Yeah. I've been making 500 a month for the last, I'm not sure. Let's so, break it down. Like, I mean, unbelievable. $500 a yeah. month. That is, that's a truck payment. That's the yeah. difference between, you know, medication and food for a family, possibly $500 a month. So how Amazing. did you find that deal? So I did everything you, you told me to do, right? And I just scoured certain counties and I sent out a bunch of letters and I got one guy who lived in another state and he was like, listen, man, I'm done with this land. I'm paying taxes on it for years and I don't even live there anymore. And so he's like, you know, I offered him 6,000 and he's like, yeah, no way. I'll do it for 12. And I said, well, can we meet in the middle at eight? And he's like, eh, all right, send the paperwork. We'll get it done. Man, so I got I, I to get you, know, you on reading Never Split the Difference by Chris Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's when I hit you up and I was like, all right, man, this guy's in Mississippi. You know, I need a notary. And I think you told me about a good website for notaries. And so I used it. A notary went one, down there. 123mobilenotary.com. 123mobilenotary.com. Yeah. <laughs> so she sent me the paperwork. I had a file. I sent him out a check and then I started marketing. And I know that there are ways where, you know, where you can market first before you send out any money, but I was blessed with the, have the money. And so I just wanted to make sure I had that. I, I just had it in the bag. Yeah. And take then just, that asset, get control of it. Yeah. You know, grab that's right. It. Yeah. So I started marketing it for 40 grand and made a deal for 38 where I would get six grand up front. And so I, I didn't quite get my eight grand, but man, I was, Sure, close. And then, you know, within four months, I was whole again. And then, you know, from there, I've just every month I get 500 bucks. So, so you're profitable after four months. Yep. And now you're 100% profitable every single month, $500 a month. I mean, what did that deal feel like? I mean, I know you've done very successful house flips. Yes. But this one's a little different, I feel like. You know, how many of those house flips, how long are you going to be paid this $500 a month, by the way? Um, I think it's for the next like seven years. So have you ever been paid for seven years on a house flip? No, no, <laughs> I no, it's amazing. Man. Yeah, it, no, it's absolutely amazing. And you know, what's even more incredible is some of the techniques and some of the talks that we had, I use that to do another way bigger land deal. So this was in Pueblo, Colorado. There was a seller who was selling 96 lots. They were already approved and platted and they wanted 600 grand for it. And that was your second land deal, right? That was my second land deal. Okay. Yeah. So the flips in life, I have a four-year-old right now. And so I had a young kid and everything kind of got in the way of, I was just getting pulled every direction. And so you were I, adopting I, a child too at that time, right? Yeah. Me and my girlfriend at the time, we were told about a baby who was in the hospital that was addicted to meth because of her mom. And so we were asked if we would foster her. It would only be just a little bit. And we were like, absolutely. At that time, we had a two-year-old or one-year-old son together. And so we took this little girl in and we started fostering her and we still have her to this day. So my son's mom actually adopted her and I'm still the father. And yeah, she's amazing. And she's this precious, beautiful little girl and we love her so much. So that's incredible. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just had to get that out there because yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll be honest here. 
when you told me about those 96 lots and it was your second uh -huh. deal, I was like, yep. this guy's just crazy. But I'm yeah. going to feel his flames because what do we do? We give you the confidence and the motivation to keep moving forward. And yeah. like, I just was so proud at the same time. I was also a little nervous too. Cause like, you were like one of the first guys I one-on-one -on -one coached to build the land sharks. And I was like, still like, okay, can I train other people how to do this type thing? Mm -hmm. And then here you are going for 96 lots. I was like, ringing the yeah. victory bell, <laughs> just right, ringing man. that victory bell. Even if you didn't so get it done, great. you went after it. I did. And there was some slight setbacks. There was some scariness to it, but I got it under contract for the 600 grand. I didn't have 600 grand in capital. And they just said, well, just give us $50,000 in earnest money. You have 90 days to close. Cause I said, you know, from what I, I learned from you and reading and different things, I knew that I had a due diligence period. And typically that's longer than 90 days. That's, that's pretty short, but um, <laughs> I wanted the deal. You're quick learner. And so on the first day of that 90 days, I Googled every home builder I could find. And I emailed everyone. I called everyone. I said, I got 96 lots ready to go, shovel ready. Like, how do you want to do this? And I had a lot of home builders that were interested. Now with my inexperience, I kind of got put through the ringer a little bit. I kind of got dragged on, I guess you would say. And, you know, I was under contract with um, one home builder and then they pulled out a week before I was supposed to close. And I don't know if it was on purpose, but I sure felt like they were trying to push me out of the deal. And once my contract was over with the 96 lots and they would kind of swoop in and they were a big home builder. So I got a hard money lender to come to the table and, and they said, yeah, we'll give you a bridge loan. And so I was able to get a bridge loan for another 180 days. What's well, a bridge day, loan? Just so everyone knows. Yeah. So really it's just a hard money lender will buy the land. They'll be first, first on the lien and they'll kind of lend, lend out for it for about six months until I get additional financing, different financing to buy them out. And Basically so, a bridge to where you can get like a longer term loan on it. They're absolutely. just kind of the temporary solution. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's crazy is the day of, that I closed with the hard money lender. I had two home builders. I don't know how they knew, but two home builders call me that day and they're like, Hey, you're still under contract with that land. And I said, I am. And they said, well, let's make this happen. And so, um, I, I ended up where I was at when you told me that I was driving yeah. down 25 hitting Colorado Springs at Academy. And you told mm -hmm. me you had someone that was going to buy it. And I was just like, mm -hmm. almost wrecked my car. <laughs> it was insane. So I finally ended up going with a smaller local home builder. I just liked him more. And we agreed that he would buy the lots for 1.1 million and he would build me a house for cost plus any admin fees. And so he's currently building my house down in Pueblo. I picked the lot. We closed on it within 90 days and I made about a half a million dollars. So within six months, using some of the you know education and wisdom that you had, plus some of the stuff that I've kind of taught myself, I was able to make a half a million bucks in six months from just flipping land. That's all I did. That is wild. Half a million dollars plus a house. Plus a house. Yeah. That is worth, I'm really sad I ring the victory bell on the $30,000 <laughs> one. That's incredible, $30,000. But a half million dollars on one deal, how long did it take you? About six months total. Six months. Okay, not too bad. About a hundred grand a month, I guess, almost. You know, you're doing okay. But all right, yeah, for the sure. listener that's got ear pods in, I'm about to ring this victory bell like I've never ringed uh -oh. it. Uh-oh. Now, I am deaf in my right ear. But that's incredible, man. I actually didn't know all the details. I didn't know about the house. I just knew like you'd crush it on that one. Wow. 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 So now, so now I have a third one. <laughs> and I teamed up with a mentor of mine who I worked for prior to being incarcerated. He's a, a great guy. He's a civil engineer. And so together we were able to acquire, we have a thousand lots in Castle Rock, Colorado right now. 
and we are going through the entitlement and planning phase, and we should be all approved through the town by the end of this summer. And so um, we already have three major home builders that are going to pay nine figures for this property. And, you know, we did it kind of the same way, right? We got the land from a farmer, tons and tons of acres, and we got it under contract. We put down some earnest money and we said, listen, give us 12 months to get everything entitled and then we will pay you what you want. And he's like, all right. And so we really didn't put that much money into acquiring the land. We put our own money into entitlement fees and getting through the process. And then the home builder is going to come buy it for the price that we dictate, which is a lot more than what we're buying it for. And we're going to do a double close. And so at some time this summer, we're going to make, you know, seven figures, middle seven figures on this property. And it's life changing. It's life-changing money, and this is my third deal, and it happens to be land. All of your strategies and everything that you put into your course, this is it, man. So Unbelievable. Incredible. My hat's off to you for taking the action, and gosh, I mean, I couldn't imagine what your fourth deal is going to look like, and that's crazy, crazy. I mean, yeah. how long have you been doing this total, you know, the whole land deal, you know, just land investing? Maybe two years. Two years. Three deals. The smallest one, 30 grand. Yeah. powerful. I mean, I just like, I'm like at a loss for words. Like I just got to pinch myself sometimes how good this business is. And does it take work? I mean, did you have some sleepless nights? I'm sure you did. Sure. It took yeah. a lot of work and some sacrifice too. Like, it's not like you're just, you know, not working this. I mean, how many land offer letters did you have to send to get these three? For that deals? first deal, it was as close to 700 and I got three letters back and two of them basically told me to kick rocks, but that one letter, that's all it took, man. And I, yeah. And I just wanted that listener to hear that 700 letters in. Sometimes I get people that call me. It's like, I am almost 2000 letters in and I've only got people calling me, yelling at me. And I'm just like, please keep going. Don't stop. Keep mailing. I don't care if you have to write the letters in your basement after you put your kids to sleep. Cause that was me back right. in 2016. I hated it. I would even misspell words sometimes because I'd be so tired after my work day, but you don't understand that it could be that 2,501 mailer, that one person from Mississippi or Louisiana out of state, they call you and like, you know what? This is trash to me. I'll take six grand and you sell it for $38,000 and you get $500 a month for the next seven years. That's just powerful. Guys, listeners, I mean, anybody listening to this Rhino Nation, please share this episode. I mean, this is by far what people need to hear. I mean, we all have bad days. Sometimes we have bad five years, you know? And you got through it, Chris. I mean, I just appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing the story. And God bless you for all that you're doing with Hope Homes and, you know, getting children off the street. And my wife just wrote her book called Mother Trauma. And, you know, some of the things that are in that book just have touched me and just what, what you guys do. And our goal is children too different capacities. And I'd love to, you know, just talk more about that with Hope Homes. But definitely, if you're listening to this podcast, please share it with someone that needs to hear it. And any parting words of wisdom or advice or motivation for anybody listening to this podcast right now? You know, the things that help me is talking to everybody, not judging, loving everyone, helping people out. And you never know how that's going to come back, you know, and, and you never know if that person's going to remember you one day. Will, he or she will, and how that they may help you. So I, I would just encourage you just to be a good person. That's kind of how I live my life and it's done me well. Now, for anybody that's listening, and I appreciate that advice and just had this idea pop in my head. Anybody that's listening to this that wants to, you know, donate to Hope Homes, because I mean, what you guys are doing with this, and feel free to share a little bit about it. Anybody that's listening to this that wants to have a part in that, how do they find you, Chris? 
Yeah, so I have a website called hopehomesco.com. So hopehomes, plural, co for colorado.com. You could also write me at Chris, so it'll go straight to me, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at hopehomesco.com. Love it. That's hopehomesco.com. And thanks for your time and your just all your giving and your go-giver spirit and your attitude. If you haven't read the Go-Giver book, you must must read that book. And guys, those of you listening to this podcast, just sitting on the fence or thinking about land or just thinking about getting into real estate investing, I want you right now to go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Fill out the form, schedule the call. And if we like what you have to say, we might even invite you to the tribe. And I promise you, it'll be the best decision you can ever make. Chris, God bless. It's been so great catching up with you and look forward to talking soon. And Can't wait to hear what's going on with these thousand lots. That's wild. Sounds good, man. You as well. Take care. Thank you so much. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.